0: Back
1: and see me Hi, welcome back to Adolescence After Alderaan I'm Caroline Guthrie I'm Meg Fariello We are a podcast dedicated to retracing our adolescent journeys Through the Star Wars Expanded Universe And just sort of following where they lead us yeah, yeah it's we're
0: been interesting places,
1: new places. Yeah, drawing the maps and yeah. walking the old paths. And yeah, yeah. So today we are returning to that wretched hive of scum and villainy yeah. with, with some more <laughs> tales from Moss Isley Cantina.
0: Yeah, and we are doing the next six tales, which I think in total was shorter than the first four four absolutely we <laughs> this flew um, by for yeah, me yeah i read this six. in like an hour and a half maybe like yeah very fast um and i think overall much more enjoyable i was I really more. in there were several of
1: these that i was really into and i don't think there were any that i just like was not feeling at all yeah
0: i think they were all they all had something to offer i think they were all
1: more connected absolutely
0: I think it says something about maybe keeping short stories short on the shorter side <laughs> of things. um but yeah, I, this had a much more tales from Jabba's Palace feel than yeah, I felt like
1: we really got some momentum going uh i I would say starting around where did I really feel like it took off? maybe the third one that we did, I think around Night Lily. I think her yeah. own Night Lily the Lover's Tale is when things really were off and yeah, cracking. Of course,
0: yeah. But yeah, the first we, two were
1: great as well, so. Yeah,
0: and some, some answers to questions we had from episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. It gets clearer. Yeah. <laughs> so. things, things get clearer.
1: Yeah. So I guess we should just, the usual way, start tale by tale. Yeah. Yeah. So first we had. The Sand Tinder, The Hammerhead's Tale by Dave Wolverton.
0: Yeah, old friend, Dave Wolverton. <laughs> yeah,
1: he wrote Courtship of Princess Leia. He had a tale in Jabba's Palace. Yep,
0: He's and uh, yeah, back again, third time reading one of his stories. Um, so the Hammerhead, if you haven't guessed by the title, is the Hammerhead character <laughs> in the Mos Eisley Cantina. He's an Ithorian? Yes. Yeah. Um and we have run into him before in I think the third Champions of Force? Dark Apprentice, I'm pretty sure. Dark Apprentice. Okay. In the second Jedi Academy trilogy book, Antilles and Quizux go to his home planet and like talk to him. Basically. Right.
1: Apparently I Thor is sort of like the Bahamas of space. Yeah, and uh, they're know- rebel
0: sympathizers. They are, yeah, they are on, on the side of the rebels. Um So his name is Mamo Mamo uh, Nadon. Yeah, Moma Moma,
1: like the museum.
0: Yeah, like the museum, <laughs> but not spelled the same. It it's not w spelled the it. same. But Mo-ma I think it- Nadon. Yeah, yeah, and so he has been banished from his home planet of Ithor Mm-hmm. Due to some mishaps.
1: Yeah, he gave up some information to the Imperials.
0: Yeah. They, they, um, I mean, they
1: twisted his arm
0: pretty hard. He's not a sellout, but. Right, right. But he, he gave up information, um, and he has been banished from his home planet, and he's sort of itching to get back somehow. Um, but he's living on Tatooine in, you know, basically exile. Right. Uh, and he is friends with Muff Right. Who we knew from our last tale by A.C. Crispin about Muff Talk and Cabe. Um, And he goes to Muff Talk, and Muff Talk has some information about him, about an Imperial who was involved in his sort of He was the guy who did it. Yeah. Yeah, The guy who. Yeah.
1: Captain Alima, who's the. Or Lieutenant Alima, who's the guy who tortured Moma and. Right. Got this information. Got him banished. Yeah. And so. uh, Moma tells. Muftag, you know, put the word out that I know what it is that Alima wants to know so that Alima right. will come to me and I'll be able to get my vengeance on him. Right. But unfortunately, MoMA has not considered anything past that point, including right. what form said vengeance should Your take.
0: Or how does this work? What information does he want? He um, has no plan. <laughs> yeah. So he, he has this garden?
1: Yeah. Collection of trees.
0: Yeah. So so, Athorians have a very, like, special relationship with plants, and they can sort of, like, speak to plants, and plants can speak to them, and they don't see plants as, like, the way we see plants. They see them as, like, sentient Right. Beings.
1: And there's this one particular kind of tree that he has where if you've yeah. got seven of them together, they become essentially fully sentient, and you can have conversations with them, and yes. arguments, and he has a real psychic dependency on them in some way. If they were to say, you know what, we're done with you, that would really
0: upset yeah, mess like him from- up real bad. They're his, like, friends. Like he's- Yeah. And-, and, like, sort of uh, mentors and like he asked them like you know I think I want to kill this guy like he you know he did a lot of bad things a lot of people died a lot of plants died because of what he did and like I should I should kill him and his plants are like but that's not
1: right his plants are very Buddhist you know yes basically.
0: they are yes <laughs> <laughs> no you don't kill like it's not a life for life like that's not how this works like
1: yeah you have to obey the laws of life you know your purpose is to Preserve life to make right, things to good. Life. Yeah, to cultivate to, life. You know the plants he killed; they would have died anyway. Right. You know, like right. all this stuff. Yourself. Yeah.
0: But he's he's kind of got it in his head that like he needs vengeance. He probably need to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, and this
1: guy, I mean, he does show up and really yeah. assert himself as someone who should be killed. Yeah. And he, he damages send, the
0: plants. He like yeah,
1: he s- damages the plants. That I'll sew your eyes open and set your place on fire and make you watch all your plants burn. Yeah. He's awful. He's not a nice guy at all. And so uh, MoMA has all kinds of torment about how to handle this, but ultimately he handles it in the best way, which Mm -hmm. is when the, you know, when the Millennium Falcon blasts its way out of Docking Bay 94 and some Imperials are saying like, oh, who, whose fault is this? Who can we blame? MoMA says, that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he was looking for the droids. That was the information that,
1: right. so that he wanted. Says, yeah, so, MoMA says, I told just, like, him. Gives them up.
0: Yeah, I told him where they were, and he didn't do anything. So, it's his fault. Right. Um, and so, his superior basically just murders Alima. On spot. Instant, you know, instant punishment. Um, and so, Hammerhead, uh MoMA doesn't have to do... He's somewhat responsible for this man's death, but is not directly the one who pulls the trigger uh and so he takes he has the vial with him and he basically like scoops up some of a genetic material and
1: right takes a couple of dna samples because that's the the laws of life if yeah. you destroy a life you have to create two to replace two, it
0: right and so his plan is to because he has sort of all this equipment in his uh place where he lives is to create two clones of a and then raise them as his own and teach them, you know, the peaceful ways of right. his home planet and to go home. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so when we see him, I guess we could talk about this more later, yeah. but when we see him in Jedi Academy trilogy, he has these two kids clones with him.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. it's a very we- different. We'll talk about some more, but, like, I felt very differently about him than I did in Jedi Academy. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it was it was a very different kind of experience. Yeah. And that's another thing to bring up is consistency between.
0: Yeah, story. Things. <laughs> story.
1: Right. So next yeah. is Be Still My Heart, The Bartender's Tale by David Bischoff.
0: Yeah, I, I want to say Biscoff, but it's probably not right. <laughs> it could be Biscoff. Like, like the cookie. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> like the delicious cookie. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we've read anything by
1: him before. Have no, we?
0: he and I don't think he was in Tales from Jabba's Palace. No, either. I don't think so. And I'm not sure he wrote anything else for Star Wars. Um, but this is about the bartender who is the bartender that says, we don't want their kind. Get the droids. Get these out droids of out of
1: here. Yeah. And he yells, no blasters. God. When yeah,
0: right. They're the same. her? I've been calling him woo her, but... Woo her. Yeah, I like that. Woo. <laughs> exactly. So, good old woo woo. <laughs> yeah. So he's, like, walking home one night. Mm-hmm. He works, he works for, um, oh my god, I can never remember his name. The Wookiee that runs the cantina. Chalmun? Chalmun. Right. Um, he works for him. He's walking home one night, and he hears this voice um, and it's a droid. And yeah, he he hates droids. He's pretty consistent. he hates droids, but he's like really introspective about it. Yeah, um, he's like, I don't really know why I hate them. Like, it's yeah, just he's, like an instinctual hatred.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he hates droids. But there's this droid hiding in the alley. Yeah, like, please, sir, I'm such a great droid, but the Jawas are after me. I the restraining right. bolt, bolt fell off. They want to use me for scrap metal you know, hide me, save me, I'll be the best droid you ever had. I can cook things, I can, you know, the droid gives him the whole song and dance. Yeah, and he,
0: so this droid looks crazy. Yeah. Woohoo sees him and is like, this droid is bananas, because he sounds like a protocol droid, he sounds like 3PO basically, but he has like an R2 type body, and basically just like a whole mess of like grinders and tools and like really dangerous Looking, yeah, <laughs> like knives and stuff, like on the bottom of his body. Like he, he's definitely like an amalgamation of like a bunch of different droids, and and somebody had some like real twisted fun making there
1: were, there were issues,
0: yeah, there were some issues. Is so it like Sid from Toy Story? Like just like made this droid, yeah. So, um, so he's like, I hate droids. No. Uh.
1: No, Goodbye. and the droid's like, "I'll stay here and hide in the alley in case you change your mind." It been,
0: like hiding behind like trash cans. He's yeah. like I'll just stay here. <laughs> he, you can come back. Right, I'll still be here. So, and he's like, you know, yeah. screw that. I'm not
1: right. And he goes to work, and he's the bartender, but he's also trying to distill a copycat version of Job of the Huts favorite
0: booze yeah he wants to basically impress java with his like bartending
1: right skills. so he says you know if i if i am the dis- i could be java's official distiller and then i yeah. could make a lot of money and
0: right like if it'd I be could, great you know, yeah make a booze that java would like love so he's also sort of like you know trying to work through a new cocktail basically right <laughs> Jabba cocktail um and he has a really keen – he's a human, but he has this, like, really keen sense of smell. Like, he can really – Either that like, or
1: Greedo just smells terrible.
0: Or Greedo smells terrible. <laughs> really strong. But he, when Greedo walks in to the cantina, he, like, gets this whiff off of him, and he's like, what is that smell? Like, that – That is what I need. Need for my for my cocktail.
1: Like, if this um, were in the whiskey that I'm making,
0: yeah, good God in heaven. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, like, R2 and 3 come in and he tells them to leave. We see that scene. We see him telling him no blasters. Um, and then he sees Greedo get killed. Right. And he's and like, he's, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I and a, a, so, the best idea.
1: <laughs> he tells his assistant to yeah. make sure nobody takes Greedo's body away. He goes back and gets the droid, and he's like, you're going to help me in my distilling business. And yeah, change my
0: mind. I love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the droid's like, really? And he's like, oh, God, I love you so much.
0: Yeah. And you're, <laughs> the, you're the best. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what was I, so, I thinking?
1: <laughs> yeah. And so then, like, together, they cut off Greedo's head and mm-hmm. extract the pheromones mm-hmm. from Greedo and put them in the booze, and it's perfect, and... He's just telling his new droid, "You and I are gonna really go places together." Yeah, They
0: say at the end, like this is the beginning, beginning of, a of a beautiful friendship. friendship. Other, uh, sort of There's a lot of Casablanca references throughout this entire.
1: Yeah, it's an <laughs> interesting, it an interesting thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what happened to Greedo's body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Dismembered and put into booze for yeah. Jabba Ooh, the Hut to drink. It's so gross. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next, oh. we have Night Lily, The Lover's Tale by Barbara Hambly, who we have heard from before.
0: We've heard from before, and we will read, I think she wrote Children of the Jedi. I might be wrong. She wrote one of those like standalone books that sort of came... Early in the expanded universe, um, it was like, but,
1: but it got kind of spun into a trilogy. But Kevin james yeah, isn't one of them because it's yeah, like dar- and I, I think, think Dark Saber, and there's hers, and yeah, and Kathy
0: Tires. I think maybe were the other one. There's like yeah, there's like a trilogy that's not really a trilogy and not written by the same people, but are like the story kind of arc goes through. Same. Yeah, um, so that's her. Um, and I had to look up who these guys were. There's a line <laughs> drawing of Trevog yeah okay um in the in the book and he he has like a fuzzy face and sort of like cones He's. Really i was confusing him with the devil looking guy that's a different guy we're gonna get to him in a second, <laughs> in a second. i love that Not guy now guy. yeah i know that guy's <laughs> really interesting <laughs> but so that's Trevog and then the, his lady friend who we'll talk about in a second um, you see them sitting together. It does kind of look like they're on a date, although you can interpret that a ton of different ways when you see it on screen. Um, yeah. but she, like, basically sort of looks like a worm and has four, like, small sort of cones on her face. Yes. You can Google it and you will see what these
1: people look like. Yeah. It took a while. It took me. It took me a while because I was trying to Google her, and the image yeah. that was getting pulled up, I was just like, "Well, that's not it." And it yeah, turns that out, be.
0: yeah, they're very <laughs> that, briefly on screen; like, they are not featured heavily.
1: No, but that is a
0: hundred percent it. Um, yeah, um, so, they're sort of like in the corner, like talking, and yeah, on I, screen it just sort of looks like maybe they're just pals, but apparently that's not what.
1: Right, <laughs> and he is. Maybe like you can tell that he's a guy in a mask, but she does not have humanish like features at all. Yeah. Like Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's just like a worm.
1: But he is um, so into her.
0: Yeah, he's real into her. So he's a like a tax collector, basically. Yeah, or a utilities manager. <laughs> yeah, he's like some sort of, you know, uh government worker. Yeah, he works for the Empire. He's an empire. And he works for the imperial. Empire. Yeah, and he's basically collecting money for like water and you know, utilities for right. people.
1: Um and so and he's shutting off people's water, which on Tatooine is a big deal.
0: Right, because you need water and apparently it's very expensive to like import water to Tatooine, so if you're at all you
1: And know. he's also sort of arbitrarily raised the price of water.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of kind of a a hole. Yeah, like, he's yeah, sort of yeah.
1: like Scrooge without any ghost visits.
0: Yeah, and with like a very high sex drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, a very horny Jacob Marley in life.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so he's dealing. He's in his office. He's sort of dealing with a bunch of people. Um, and then this lady walks, walks. Yeah,
1: let's call her that. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's like a worm lady. I she's, forget. She has a name in her own language, but it translates to right. night lily. Basically, it means night
1: lily. And she seems very naive and trusting and giggly. Yeah, she's, like on
0: vaca- she's like trying to she's, get a – she lost her money or her money was stolen and she's trying to get a ship off of Tatooine. She's basically like on vacation, like bouncing around the galaxy.
1: Right. She's like on her way to see her sister, but then they told her she had to pay extra for something in her transit. And she's like, but if I pay it, I won't have enough money to get back home to my mother.
0: And Right. Yeah. So she comes in like asking for help because she seems very naive, very like – yeah you know doesn't understand the world that she's living in blushing as as
1: she, virginal right.
0: giggly yeah as soon as she walks in travag is like oh crap
1: yeah no I he has to
0: sleep with that
1: he cannot Maybe. handle
0: right like just he's, how
1: stunningly hot yeah she is
0: and and he's he's you know you know she's not my species but like she's the Close closest enough. thing we've got on top right me, and like, she has
1: cones on her head and he's really right, which is cones. a big deal yeah
0: cones, cones. He <laughs> would love the cone heads so much <laughs> oh.
1: and like he i guess his cones are used to sense he can sense the emotions and sort of the mental state yeah. of the people around, around the species yeah. around him and so he's got Kind of a few balls in the air. He had sensed Obi-Wan in town a while ago, and he's trying to figure out how to find him and sell him to the Imperials. Yeah. He's trying to hire someone to assassinate his co-worker. Um, yeah,
0: he's basically, like, trying to make money however he <coughs> can.
1: However he can. He can. By sort of and he's also animation. trying to manipulate and seduce this Night Lily Yeah, like, woman.
0: hardcore. And he yeah, like takes her to like a really like the fanciest dinner you could get on Tatooine, which apparently is like Which not is Porcellus. On. Yeah, Porcellus, it's right, yeah. Um Porcellus is cooking at this restaurant, and he takes her there, um, and he basically is like, you know seducing the crap out of her and she's yeah. like, Oh, well, like do you wanna get married? Like is that what's happening here? And he's like, Sure. Like, he's like Yeah, if that's- absolutely. The fastest route to this. Then. I'm definitely yeah. gonna
1: marry you. Right, you are gonna get I'll married. It's
0: gonna, you know, I'll you're send gonna send you
1: me on your way, and then I'll be after you in just a couple of days. Right, like as soon as you leave, I'll, you know, get my
0: stuff together, and we'll meet up.
1: And he's um, in his head just like, man, this is a dummy dum-dum-dum. I'm going right. to sleep with her and send <laughs> yeah. her down the road. Yeah. But good God, I have never been hornier. I mean, like yeah, those yeah. are all <laughs> of his thoughts. the whole
0: story. It's, him it's
1: just him alternating between thinking how hot she is and him being super contemptuous of her.
0: Yeah, um, she's an idiot, but she's so hot. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I so, mean, it's not a sad thing where the story goes. And I mean, I felt like I saw the writing on the wall pretty Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty obviously, here you spend the story going like, "All right, what's the twist? Where's the where's this turning?" Because obviously, this is not gonna go down how he thinks. And lo and behold, they find his body the mm-hmm. next afternoon after they go up to the hotel room together. And the bar, everyone's super blasé. The bartender's just like, "Didn't somebody tell him that?" Yeah he shouldn't sleep with her?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, we tried to warn him, but they didn't do it explicitly.
1: Yeah, they didn't. Everyone just assumed that he knew that, yeah, might have a nice time hanging out with this lady, but do not sleep with her.
0: Yeah. Uh. And so basically, her species is like the Prank of the Space. Star Wars world. Yeah. And when uh, she mentions this earlier that like, you know, finding a mate of her own species is actually really hard. They're like, not super into it. And she says it in sort of like, a shy coy way but it right she says like the men
1: of the men of my species fear commitment yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, and it's because when they finally consummate the relationship she basically uses her very sharp tongue to like rip a hole in their stomach yeah and.
1: they just like eviscerate you yeah with, like their tongue shoots out and
0: yeah and so he he got his yep.
1: <laughs> yeah Dead Although as a doornail. I was like, much oh, like Jacob Barley.
0: About... <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it later, but I was a little, I knew there was a twist coming. I was a little bit surprised at what it was. Cause yeah. I thought it was maybe going in a different direction, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that... I was, de- I definitely, you know, obviously it can't go how he
0: right, how thinks he it's going it to go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, And the next tale is Empire Blues, The Davaronians Tale by, yes, by... Daniel Keyes Moran. Who um the Deveronian is basically the devil, yeah, he's
1: the There's devil a, guy he's he's the guy who looks like they a hundred percent had a devil costume in the studio from a different movie, right.
0: and we're just and like, we're like, put this throw on. this on, <laughs> here you go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is great,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my favorite so far, yeah. So this guy is um, a Demeronian, and he collaborated with the Empire against his people, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, there was a rebellion um, on his planet, um, and he helped squash it, basically.
1: Right. So, And then he left the Empire, and he left his planet. Obviously, he wasn't going to be very yeah. popular with his own people. And he's on Tatooine and he's just kinda killing time. You know, he's, he's not having out. a lot of angst about it. But it's just like, why am I on Tatooine? And it turns out that he's just like a huge music lover. And yeah, so he is like
0: an underground collector. He just
1: <laughs> loves music and it's not like anything Creepy, where he's trying to no, like he, lock musicians in his basement or anything. He just has a massive record them. collection and loves going to concerts.
0: Yeah, he has like a basement apartment on Tatooine, and he like <laughs> literally just yeah. has like collections of music, and is trying.
1: Like to at one of, point, doesn't he just like put on like some jazz and drink yeah, wine just, like, and listen to it? Yeah, like
0: hangs out. Like he is. He's a he huge music really lover. Well <laughs> <to> <laughs> a lot of jazz clubs. Uh, around the country, like, he was and just so he
1: was—he was initially trying to hear this one singer in concert, but then she was yes. executed, and she was kind of in the area, but then she was executed by the empire, and then he's just kind of like hanging out, like, eh. yeah, and he has one of her records. <laughs> really good friends with Wu Her Oh yeah, um, they are
0: they're buds. He gets free drinks with him like all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he is, and then he hears that the Biths. Who yeah. we started with are right. working at Jabba's Palace. And yeah. he's just like, oh it's my like, god. We, we
0: gotta get them here.
1: Like, apparently, they are the best yeah, ever. ever. And yeah. this kind of messes with our timeline for Tales from Jabba's Palace because in this version, the Max, Max Rebo, Rebo, band Rebo band is,
0: is already getting it. Already at Jabba's Palace and before you leave. Yeah, he mentions Max He does not think that they are. Quality. No, he's like, they are <laughs> basically fine.
1: Yeah, like, they're, like they're not, they are, they're not good. They're an acceptable karaoke band, kind yeah. of.
0: Yeah, they are what's playing nonstop on the, like, you know, pop radio station. On yeah, Joaquin. he is
1: not a fan of Max Rebo's band. But
0: he's non-press. But this, this, uh, he's hes into. Um, he, God, so he, loves he is the so one much. Who, who basically, like, puts the whole thing together. Together yeah, he
1: orchestrates because Jabba won't let him just out of meanness. Jabba won't let him come listen to the Biths playing right, at the palace. Yeah, at the palace. So he orchestrates the Biths being invited to play at Lady Valerian's wedding and getting busted by out by Jabba for being playing at Lady right. Valerian's wedding and Lady Valerian's wedding getting raided by stormtroopers and woo her offering the cantina right, as a place Jabba. for the Biths to lay low. Right. And make some money. Yeah. And then he gambles with the band leader and wins all their instruments.
0: Right. <laughs> so he's just Which Like it was mentioned in that story that like, you know, a lot of times band members don't own their own instruments. They're sort of like right. bought out by someone. Um so yeah, so he owns he all of them to, except one.
1: Right, the the one guy who owned his own instrument. Right, right, right. Wouldn't gamble with it. So then he just gets to like listen to the band yeah, play. He has like a cocktail, he sits back.
0: He's just spending his life Having listening. a time. But
1: his narrative style is really interesting. And yeah. I would I'm really excited now to get our third Daniel Keys Moran from Star Wars in Bounty Hunter Tales because this is the guy who wrote the Boba Fett tale who in Jabba's Battle. Palace. And yeah. his it's, stuff has is a really vibe interesting and unique and kinda weird and kinda yeah, cool. Yeah. It's
0: from that like first person perspective and sort of I mean we could talk about this more when we can go into more depth, but like very introspective and very um like in a very short amount of time gives us a lot of information about yeah. a character. Um yeah, it was Absolutely. great. Yeah. Loved it.
1: And then we have Swapmeat, the Jawa's Tale, which yeah. just barely manages to swing by the cantina at the end.
0: Yeah. For like barely. a second. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kevin J. Anderson maybe loves Jawas because he's He's like super into them. He starts the um the Rancor Keeper's Tale with like a very weird Java side story that doesn't yeah, need to really be, be there necessarily. Um but yeah, Kevin Janderson loves Java. <laughs>
1: Java. Yeah, so we get a lot about Java culture, which is basically that yeah. Jawas are very cowardly, and any time a Jawas like, "Hey, maybe we should not just like get murdered," the other Jawas
0: are like, "Ah, uh, Don't yeah. be ret- we're so weak. <laughs> we're, t- we're so weak and afraid. All yeah, we can we're do so is crazy. look how tiny we are. Like what do they're you think just, we're gonna
1: do? they're like the meerkats in Lion King <laughs> One and a Half. <laughs> <They're>
0: like- <laughs> like, we can't do anything. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we are useless and frightened."
0: yeah and we yeah we can do nothing to protect ourselves so we're just gonna let whatever happens happens
1: and so we have this one kind of oddball jawa who's like but what if we tried to stop them from murdering us
0: yeah and everyone's like don't be ridiculous oh
1: there he goes again and he was like really good buddies with a cousin of his who was in the thing that The sand crawler that the stormtroopers destroyed. Right. He has a little meeting with Obi Wan where they show up and they're Obi Wan's honoring the Jawa funeral rites, which is a nice touch. Yeah,
0: Obi Wan's very respectful of Jawa culture. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He like knows a lot about them. He speaks to like. What do you think I've been
0: doing in the desert for these past like however eighteen years? I've literally just been watching Jawas. (laughs) I
1: get it. (laughs) Tries to he's trying to orchestrate peace between Jawa, sand peoples and humans. He He's, yeah.
0: you know... He's real bored.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he he can quote the Jawa Bible. Uh, yeah, like.
0: He's very... He does. This is all he's been doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: He got and he basically is telling the little Jawa guy, like, yeah, maybe you fight back. Maybe, uh, maybe you do a little something. Yeah. and Gives him a little courage. And- yeah, you go for it, buddy. And so well, that little guy, <laughs> he gets himself <laughs> a blaster and he goes to Moss Eisley, and he meets yeah. up with a little like rat trader guy who gives yeah. him a bantha horn good luck charm that Tuscan Raiders use. Right, and he's like, "Oh, this will this will be great." I need this, yeah. And then he goes, and he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get those stormtroopers that killed my cousin's yeah people." And so he hides behind a thing, and he sees the stormtroopers coming, and he jumps out and starts shooting, and whoop, story ends. Story
0: ends, but. The next story written by Rebecca Moesta.
1: Yeah. A nice so little companion piece. Should have
0: guessed these were very this was the shortest story, it was only a couple pages. Yeah, um, this was tiny. It's called Trade Winds The Ranet's Tale. And he's like a little ratty rat guy.
1: In his picture, he legit looks like he's from the line The Witch in the Wardrobe. Like yeah. he's a little rat guy wearing a hood and he looks right, like, like he's got a little outfit. like Robin Hood you know medieval decoration
0: yeah. around his shoulders yeah or like a secrets of Nim kind of looking yeah looking guy um and he is a trader mm-hmm. by trade yeah and is just like there's a whole trader code and he just like is collecting crap that people leave around trying to get the best deal you possibly yeah. can for it um and he goes to the cantina and meets up with this Jawa who he kind of knows. Right. They've um, traded before. Yeah. And so they have this whole, like, it's like very ceremonial, like, the trade <laughs> system. Yeah.
1: Although it was making me think of Hogan's Heroes, like the little, yeah. like, code <laughs> phrases you'd have when you meet your spy, yep. buddy, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> yeah. That's a reference the kids get, right? Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, like, we all, all like, we all watch Hogan's Heroes.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he he is a little bit reluctant to trade the talisman because he sees how much the Jawa wants it, and he knows that it's like probably worth quite a bit to him. Um, and the Jawa's like, well, I don't really have anything except like some credits um, and this blaster. And the Ranit's like,
1: oh, this is a great blaster. Can I hold it for a second?
0: Yeah. And,
1: and the so, Jawa's like, sure.
0: Sure. And then, but he, the Jawa doesn't really want to trade the blaster because right. he wants to use it on stormtroopers. So he's like, listen, like, I really need the talisman. I need it right now. Like, I can't wait till later, but I swear, like, I will come back tomorrow and, like, give you the rest of the credits. Traders and the summoner. blaster. It's fine. Right, right. Yeah. Like, you know, and Rana's, uh, you know, a little bit hesitant, but eventually is like, all right like you know i trust you um and so the jaw goes off and he's got his Ren, thing like, yeah yeah smiles to himself and like past his pocket and it turns out when he was holding the blaster he took the power pack pack from it um and so we now know that when the jaw was started shooting at the stormtroopers nothing
1: is gonna happen
0: um he's probably not gonna make it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the next tale which we'll start with the next time we do one of these is the stormtroopers tale so i guess yeah, so i wonder if we'll... if it's,
0: yeah i hope I if it's... which
1: i mean we i get it's by doug beeson and i had a moment where i thought it said doug benson and i was I know, like why is it, doug benson writing that, star like, wars stories
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's
1: fine i'll read it but like that's not what i expected at all
0: <laughs> yeah that would be so cool <laughs> so weird. um yeah, so maybe we'll get we'll get some more about what happened.
1: Yeah, that. so we we now with six stories, I say that short is definitely sweet when it comes short to these things. Yeah,
0: I they, they move so much faster and you know, if you could get a really interesting character on the page in a short amount of time.
1: Yeah, like I was enthusiastic right away when very early on in uh moma's tale they say that you know they tell him something important and it says uh nadon stopped his digestive processes for a moment sending extra blood to his brains as he considered i was like yes that is what i I want
0: i want want weird some weird crazy stuff yeah like different species and like i was thinking about how much these stories more so than the first for I mean, and there were, you know, I, I did like, obviously, we love Muff, Muff Talk and Cabe's tale. And I thought the Bith's tale was interesting. I think it would have fit better if it was closer to these other tales in terms of like...
1: Yeah, I kind of wish we had just like started with Greedo, a shorter version of his tale, but still like get Greedo out of the way. Yeah, just
0: get him out of the way. Yeah. The story yeah. is where it wasn't as connected to like a larger Star Wars picture, they're better. <laughs> yeah. Better. Like Rito's Tale and even though the Tanaka Sisters which are which was not about the Tanaka Sisters, but like even though they weren't necessarily related to like our three mains, it was still sort of about like the rebellion and like a much yeah. sort of larger where you sort of narrow in and I was thinking about this as I was reading it. Like these stories literally feel like, you know, we're watching on screen you know han and luke and obi-wan and someone just like hits the camera and it moves slightly to the left and like we get this crazy new story and you know it's not it doesn't have anything to do with what (laughs) those guys are doing right it's just happening it just happens to be happening at the same time
1: right right? like a hundred percent like the uh, that is how it feels now in these and it's so good because before that it was like the saturday night live sketch with like the bad like Extras, have you seen yeah. that one? Like the, the yeah. background actors and like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, soap opera scene, or whatever, okay. where they're like <laughs> overacting and leaning in and trying to be like, ah, you know,
0: like yeah, a right. hyper
1: awareness of where the story is supposed to be, right, um, right.
0: um And this sort of felt just so natural that, like, you know, someone tripped, it like, oops, like here's <laughs> you know, the hammerhead, and we, you know, we just follow him, and it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's you know, an interesting story, and it doesn't have anything to do what's going. Yeah, and like
1: it's yeah, nobody the only I guess my only complaint really is that they do keep doing those same beats. Like you don't I would I would accept I would like it if they just stopped telling me about the death penalty in twelve systems, we don't serve droids, no blasters.
0: There's gonna be a story about those guys. So like Yeah.
1: Why not just say like After the commotion, or, you know, Mama heard a noise at the bar but didn't pay any attention, or. Yeah, Java's
0: Palace, and maybe because that came second, they sort of, like, learned how to make that work a little bit better, but it felt so much less about those moments, and, like, the way characters talked about those moments was sort sort of, like, offhanded. Most of them didn't really have. A lot of them didn't see what was going on, they just sort of heard it secondhand. Like, it just felt, like, a much more natural, um, Way of approaching those very well-known scenes,
1: right? Um, Whereas here, like it's the just... Mos
0: Eisley Cantina. Like we don't spend that much time there in the movie. Like it's like Han, Greedo, no. and you know Obi Wan and Luke. Yeah, like, but here it's just,
1: there's a lot of the feeling like that for some reason everyone had their own unique special reason to be paying particular attention to yeah. Han, Luke, Greedo. Um, but these definitely move away from that yeah more. more so
0: for sure um i wonder if because the greedo don't. tale
1: was i wonder if because the greedo tale was so long the authors of these other stories didn't get a chance to read it ahead of time because greedo i feel like is very inconsistent from tale to tale
0: yeah i don't know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like, know. what is what is greedo's whole deal like
1: who he is and how he acts it turns out we were actually wrong the last time we talked about this someone pointed out to me that if you go on wikipedia and you click on the legends tab for Greedo,
0: oh yeah that's right they you the stuff have... yeah the stuff I is there last week when i was googling <laughs> googling something um but uh so
1: our apologies wikipedia you are more complete than we yeah. gave you credit for yeah
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> but but yeah Greedo seems to come off very you know inconsistent I think again the, the tales that have the least amount to do with characters we see on screen and yes. for like a long period of time work better and I was thinking about which is such a small point and maybe not that interesting but like the way these tales are titled
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the most part the characters' names are not used. Like, very rarely are they used. Except when you have, like, Greedo or, you know, Mara Jade, right? Boba Fett had one. Um, but, like, I liked the way that they do, <coughs> that, they do that with these tales. That it's like, the Hammerhead's tail. like, that's not even what his species is. That's just, like, how right. you refer to him because that's what he looks like on screen. That, like, it it's doing that thing where it sort of, like, brushes these characters aside as, like, not that important and yet their stories are so poignant, right? Whereas, like, the Greedo story is, like, you know, it's Greedo's tale. So, like, we have to – it's not the Rodian's tale, right? It's Greedo's tale. And so there's so much more weight behind it. Thus, there's more expectation. And then when it goes on for, like, 30 pages, you're like, all right, enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's totally – I think, yeah, the the less sort of baggage these stories are yeah. carrying in with them, the more – Room they have to succeed and yeah. kind of experiment with different things, uh,
0: the different mean, styles and genres. Yeah, we did the different genres again.
1: I yeah, think. I even little points. Like I loved when the elite, the uh, evil Alima guy from um, the Hammerhead's Tale. When the Hammerhead's like, oh, well, I guess things haven't been going for you. You were demoted. And Lima's like, yeah. I got demoted completely on purpose. Do you know how often people die working on Lord Vader's starship? I'm not a yeah. moron. Like, yeah,
0: I know. That's <laughs> kind of funny.
1: It's like, this guy's no dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: the, the, I was so surprised. Because when we read Dark Apprentice, there wasn't Dark Force Rising, Dark Apprentice, <laughs> uh, um, he was so creepy. <laughs>
1: He came off as a creepy nightmare monster. He was so creepy.
0: He seemed very creepy in that book. Yeah, he
1: seemed super evil. It seemed like he had done something horrible and he was, like, torturing children. And
0: Yeah, but it turns out it was the opposite. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a
1: really sweet guy with a lot of reverence for life and nature and he wants to raise these children to... You yeah, know, to serve serve and... good and respect life, and it's a second chance. Also, he was a high priest on his planet, so I'm not sure how he ends up going into hospitality and running a hotel for Wedge and yeah, to visit. It's, it's,
0: I mean, there's probably a long story of how he like manages to get off of <laughs> <talking> <laughs> and like decides to go into the hotel business.
1: And he had like a wife and son back on his home planet yeah, waiting for yeah. him. I mean,
0: it's been a year; like, it's been you know quite a long, yeah, like, at least like eight. Eight or nine years, probably. Yeah, since that happened, so So, a lot, a lot could have changed. But yeah, I was was going into this ready to be like, "Oh, he's going to be so creepy," and then I was like, "Oh, I love you so much."
1: (laughs) He was such a sweet, sweet guy. Just wanted to do the right thing. Didn't have it in him to be a killer, but wanted to stop more badness from happening. Felt really bad when Olima got shot. Little
0: bonsai trees. Like
1: he's just so. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he was very, very nice. Yeah, he was he was great. And yeah. I guess if I was gonna pick one to be the weak link of this collection, I would
0: probably pick Wooher's tail. Um Yeah, yeah, I mean there's not a whole lot under the hood of that yeah. tail. It, it was it was short and you know, it funny. Like it it didn't I didn't hate it.
1: Yeah, it was fine. It was just like Wooher was sort of bizarrely self-aware for the kind of guy that he was. So, like, he does this whole super gruff, like, I hate droids, blah, kind of thing. But then he's thinking about how, like, well, I don't really hate droids. I think I just lash out at droids because everyone always lashes out at me. Like, he's in his head laying on an analyst couch (laughs) all day long (laughs) working through this droid thing. And how people were mean to him when he was a kid, and how humans face a lot of discrimination in the bartending business. And yeah, which is like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just, yeah, I mean, yeah. He
0: was just not extremely uh, interesting. Interesting character, but
1: yeah, I found him more interesting as told through the Devorian. Is that what yeah. he's called?
0: The Devorian, yeah.
1: Yeah, I really liked the Devorians tale a lot. It had yeah, a really interesting it was really, kind of
0: It's voice. not at all where you thought. Like if you see a picture of that dude.
1: Yeah, who just a hundred percent looks like the devil. And I think like they the maybe, maybe like have a devil laugh sound
0: in the Yeah, and he movie? Looks, like has like a creepy smile and he's like sort of looking around. Yeah. But literally he just loves the music and that's why i smile
1: <laughs> he loves the music and telling jokes to woo her yeah like
0: yeah, yeah they're like yeah he's like a barfly. fly like he just goes in and hangs out and yeah if you had to pick a
1: guy to hang out with from Moss Isley, like i would definitely pick the devorian yeah the devorian like he's the clear choice yeah he's he a kind like, of
0: knows a lot about music and
1: yeah, and he likes puns, and he likes, you know, a good drink, and... Yeah, and a
0: good joke, and...
1: Yeah, he's just a chill, chill dude, but his... Yeah, and his voice is... The way he writes it is so... What does he say? Like, um... He talks about his grace a lot, which I liked yeah. that. Like, it was never fully explained what that was. Um, Yeah. Says, yeah, Night li- yeah, he looks, yeah, Night Lily, sitting down at the end of the bar, looked bored and horny. I felt sorry for someone. Hey, Wuher. <laughs> <laughs> her looked at me from down the length of the bar. Yeah? Universal truth number one. You should never say, well, why don't you bite my head off to a female, Hemintha who is bigger than you? He yeah. didn't smile. Jerk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> another one he does is, hey, Wuher, Wuher looked at me from down the length of the bar. Yeah? What do you call someone who speaks three languages? Uh, trilingual, someone who speaks two languages. Bilingual, someone who speaks one language. He paused it a second. Monolingual, human. He almost smiled before he caught himself. <laughs> 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 he's very funny, right? Yeah,
1: just a lot of nice little moments and enjoying the the bits. Like he's yeah, yeah,
0: just loving the bits. Just a delight. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He, just, he seems like a cool cat. <laughs> i would
1: go hear the jizz whalers with the devorian
0: yeah he's
1: you know i mean he's. i'd be like nervous to talk about
0: music with him though because i feel like i'd say like oh like i love max Rebo's band and he'd be like you know anything
1: (laughs) no like the devorian would definitely like read pitchfork and have a lot of like really strong
0: opinions yeah very strong opinions about it
1: would and it would be perfect because Pitchfork is like with devils. So, like, yeah, he could. Yeah, he
0: would read. Yeah, he should start one. On he
1: should following. start tattooing Pitchfork. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, he was great. Yeah.
0: What else? Yeah. But an interesting what else? Story. Yeah.
1: And what else? I loved The Lover's Tale. I felt like it took yeah. a little bit long to cut to the chase. But... Yeah. So, oh, like, where did you think it was going to go? Yeah.
0: So, I thought she was going to. Like, I thought she was playing him the whole time. But, like, they mention at the end that, like, or, you know, one of the guys who finds the bodies is like, no, like, she thought that that was love. Like, like, right. like this she is was actually an innocent. Does. Like, this is just part of her, like, physiology. Like, I, I thought she was going to turn on him and just like, you know, he- either murder him or steal his money or something. You know that she was playing him for a fool, but like she wasn't really. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, I had the same. (laughs) Yeah, I had the same that I that I thought that she was manipulating him consciously in some way. But no. Um, But yeah, they said like, oh, it's weird that he couldn't pick up on her intentions, and they're like, no, it's not weird because it was love for her too.
0: Yeah, Um, she really loved him,
1: and and she just assumed that everyone knew that this is what
0: this is. She what didn't love know is. that there was another thing that love could mean. Yeah, and just cutting their partner's body in half. Yeah, this is She's this loves is loves how it
1: sleep. goes. You you sleep with them, and you eviscerate them, and that's, that's love. And that's the end of that.
0: <laughs> <And> then you're <laughs> So married. this is love. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, I was so sweet that she, like, and it was sad for her because he. Was a jerk but like, but, but she'll never know but she'll never know yeah she'll just think like from her perspective herself. she got himself. to live like
1: her perfect love stories yeah like, yeah Aww. her knight in shining armor yeah. on Tatooine. <laughs> it
0: was perfect she could go home to her sister and her mom and be like
1: mm. yeah they'll be so proud yeah, yeah. Actually, i got married it was amazing yeah <laughs> so romantic and the he bought me romantic. this and, like, he had already bought the first class ticket for her to go right, back to, to go her world. Home. Yeah. Because he thought he was going to be, like, just getting
0: rid of her. So right, she's so already, she could yeah. So go home. Yeah.
1: So for her, this was just, like, a perfect fairy tale story. Yeah. It
0: would be great to see the story <laughs> from her perspective. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, her going back to her planet and, like, telling her mom about this and everything.
0: Yeah. Looking at the most wonderful man. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I had the most amazing husband, you know. It yeah. was, was beautiful. And yeah. He took such good care of me.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was a great tale.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I was all in. Yeah. That tale was delightful.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I love Obi Wan Kenobi and the Jawas. Yeah, um, he was a bright spot. And, you know, the rest of it was sort of like. Fine. Yes, uh-uh. whatever. But yeah, Obi Wan just being like, I respect your culture so much. Like, <laughs> 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 I love you, Jawa's. Yeah. Speaks
1: Jawa. And it's it's a nice way of kind of rewriting that moment because in the movie, we yeah. have 3PO just like throwing Jawa bodies onto a know, bonfire yeah, to burn really... them. I mean it's like, it looks like he's just like burning trash or whatever.
0: Like there's no yeah, consideration. Yeah, but Obi Wan actually yeah.
1: Obi Wan says that this is like, you know, what how Jawas disposed of their dead because like they you go know, back they, to the
0: desert, yeah.
1: Right. They believe that, you know, the material objects, that's what's important, that remains, but your body is just loaned to you from the by the desert. So you like yeah. have to return to the sands as quickly
0: as possible. And right. yeah, it's just yeah, like, it's lovely nice. Yeah. Obi Wan just loving you know, he was just sitting in his, like, he did, he hated to go to Moss Isley. He was like, unless I need groceries, like, <laughs> and hopefully I, you know, get Peapod and, like, do not have to get. <laughs> no, them. like, he, he does not like going to Moss Isle. Yeah, I mean, it
1: doesn't seem like it's super close
0: for them. No, it's like. not that close. Yeah, the land, he needed, they needed the land to get there. So, yeah, he would just, like, sit out on his porch, just, like. Watch the Jawas, then he ordered, like, a Jawa book from Amazon, and was, like, <laughs> read up on, like, the sand people and Jawa culture, so, like, I better know my neighbors, and...
1: Yeah. It seems like he shouldn't have... It seems like he should have challenged 3PO, and 3PO was calling Jawas filthy creatures. Seems like... Yeah, it
0: should have been like, hey, like, actually, no. Actually, like, have a little respect.
1: This is a vibrant culture,
0: who, oh, Yeah, uh, just because detailed they're detailed, and...
1: They're, their ways are different than your own doesn't I was make expecting... them less than.
0: Because remember in the in the Rancor Keeper's Tale, which I can't remember why we start with the Jawas, because they find... That's the,
1: because the Rancor ship. the ship, Oh, they, right, the ship It's crashes. the Rancor. That's um, how they the Rancor. But
0: they're talking about their, like, family relation, like, familial relationships. Right. Quite a bit. And they don't really it, He doesn't go into it that much in this. But, like, remember the way they would talk about, like, my father's... Like, they would mention, like, all the connections.
1: Yeah, my sister's third son or... Right
0: like the re- the way they were related cousin. to each other
1: like he developed he like between this be- between here and tales from java's palace right, Kevin Anderson, Jawa. like developed his java culture yeah. stuff
0: a good bit yeah oh, yeah i like the stuff about the java culture um and i liked that those two stories kind of like were two like puzzle pieces that even more so they're all sort of connected but those two really like you didn't really get what happened at the end of that one until you read the next one
1: right although i almost felt like they should have been one story one tale yeah (laughs) That, you know, you start, and less stuff with the Jawa, but maybe just, like, start with the Jawas at the Sandcrawler and do, like, the Jawa and Obi-Wan, and then so you get why he's going in, and then then do the other guy's perspective of why he's going in, and then get the trade from both guys' perspectives, and then you're done. Yeah, it sort of felt like that's maybe
0: how it, like, easily could have been.
1: Yeah, those, they felt like they, and especially with the second one being so short, like, it didn't feel like it really stood on its own two legs but i'll okay. take too short over too long
0: yeah oh yeah um, for sure <laughs> <laughs> no always
1: always leave them wanting more
0: yeah yeah and that's how i felt with most of these tales and it's like oh okay.
1: yeah i could i could easily do a whole book with the,
0: with the devorian. devorian yeah it was also great because like he really like out of all of them really did not care what was going on no in the wider (laughs) world like who would give a crap about no because like the Hammerhead like you know had this vengeance against the Empire so he's sort of connected you know Trevog works for the Empire Um, the Jawas are you know being murdered by these stormtroopers Like, but the Devorian was just like I mean he was like involved with them a while back but at this point it's just like you know
1: well, the Dvorian's also the only one who I feel like his interests are not defined by his species or his job, right? Like, right. so many of them. Like, Travog is like, oh, I have a hunter's instincts. I'm a hunter. I'm on the hunt and all this blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, the hammerhead with the plant stuff or whatever but this guy is just like well yeah i'm a devorian but like i'm really into music and it's not that all devorians are just obsessed with music it's just, right no right it's not part of his like culture yeah it's just like this guy has an interest you know he's, love he's into music I and to in a- yeah. yeah i like that yeah, there's like room for variation and uniqueness among species and he he's supposed to be sort of like an information broker or a spy and there's even like there's moments where he says like oh I can't believe I didn't notice that. I'm a terrible spy. Yeah, and, like, I'm like, not good <laughs> at this at all. <laughs> the idea that, like, you could be fine with being bad at your job is so unique right. in Star Wars. Because so many, like, almost everyone is defined, defined by their by occupation their to an it's absurd true. degree.
0: Yeah, not really have one. Yeah, he's just sort of, like, like, just wandering around trying to enjoy life. Just
1: killing time.
0: Like, he says i don't remember how he
1: describes himself he's like he's like half drunk all the time he's you know
0: yeah like he's sort of you know he's like trying he like doesn't seem like a particularly happy person but is just trying to find like a reason to right he's not he's not happy but he's not mopey about it right, either no, he's just like you know this is what i enjoy and if i can find the stuff i enjoy then like there's a reason to keep going and like yeah like this gonna is keep fine. going.
1: Yeah, just rolling with it. Yeah. These yeah,
0: are – Yeah. It was a very different vibe, like a very – like a much slower – not slow in a bad sense, but like a slower-paced story of just like, here's just a guy he's just like hanging out.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it never – I never felt like it was dragging.
0: Like I no, never no, felt no, like – Yeah.
1: There was any wasted space. But it's sort of like – I mean, it's very, very different from Boba Fett's tale, which yes. was – very mind bendy right, and like played sort of with sexual, time and yeah. all kinds of stuff but there's still um like it manages to feel both like a story with momentum like it keeps you really interested and it doesn't right. feel like it's wasting time but it also doesn't feel at all hurried like yes. yeah trying to like, I can't even figure out how to compare it to yeah, something, something nothing else, else but, we read yeah but Wars. it's the, the pacing of it is really unique where it is taking its time, but doesn't feel at all yeah. slow. Like, it yeah. it feels – it's nice. It feels like you are really getting to, like, enter a space and fully look around in it. And you're yeah. interested in everything. But, like, yeah. it it doesn't feel like a story that's trying to hide anything from you. You know, like, so many stories, it feels like they're mm-hmm. really trying to, like, direct your gaze. Like, oh my gosh, look at this. It's so interesting. Whereas yeah. – the Devorian's tale, it feels like he's just looking around with you. Like,
0: oh, yeah. huh, how about that? Oh, right. you know, oh, over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is a really good, a really good tale. Yeah, I can't wait to read the third one of his.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does another bounty hunter tale. So we'll get to that. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. do we have anything okay. else we want to talk
0: about I with these know. guests? I think. i look in my notes? I think that's about it. I mean, I think maybe this is something to talk about at the end, but the sort of, like, overall Casablanca-ness of this.
1: Yeah! I feel like I like the, like, I like the references to Casablanca, and I felt like it really worked with Muftog and Cade because they had that, like, desire, Muftog had that strong desire to go home, but I feel like if it's just a desert bar where kind of scummy people hang out right. that only gets you about 30% of Casablanca like so right, right. much of Casablanca right, is other you know be, like refugee and alienation and right, right. the feeling yeah. of loss and right, exactly. you know homesickness and yeah. is there even a home and all of that kind right. of yeah. stuff so yeah. in, I'm outside of, of yeah, outside of most talking cave the Casablanca stuff felt a little bit like shallow to me Yeah, it didn't totally work. And I love Casablanca. um, So I would expect to just be happy to see it wherever it turned up. But I was like, you know what, it only works if you're trying to get out. Like Casablanca is both a place where when you watch the movie you do think like oh that's so interesting like I would kind of like to spend a night at Rick's you know like yeah it's kind of dangerous but if you know what you're doing like it's right. it's cool and there's all these interesting people and there's music and gambling and it's you know funny and interesting but right, you know if you're is. not if you're not desperate to leave, to leave. Right. then it's not Casablanca unless you you're Rick
0: ever see? this is a side tangent did you ever see this? There's an episode, and I swear it exists if you're you're about to think I'm crazy, because I would think I'm crazy. There's an episode of Boy Meets World where, like, I think Topanga, like, hits her head and they end up in Casablanca, (laughs) the movie, and I swear it's real.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have not seen that one. It must have been, like, a relatively early one, because I saw... A I lot of it was like, like an early
0: one. I think it was later like, high school. There's and college. one where they like end up in the 50s too, which is also not made up. They like time travel, but I think it's like she falls or she like goes into the back of her closet. I think it's the college years.
1: And okay, she- it's called As Time Goes By. Yeah, uh, season seven, episode okay. 20 came out in the year 2000. Mm. <laughs>
0: um, i'm not crazy
1: <laughs> cory and Topinga get into a fight because mm-hmm. Topinga keeps studying while cory simply lazes about watching cartoons
0: oh man i wish i
1: knew if this was <laughs> high school or college i
0: think it's college because i think they're living together
1: okay um yeah it looks like episodes that came about before that were about like have honeymoon in the title so it's probably yeah. college um, Corey begs her to enjoy herself for just a few minutes, so she compromises and cleans the closet. Yeah. While cleaning, she discovers a time continuum vortex and accidentally falls into it, entering a detective noir world involving counterparts of the main character.
0: Yeah. But um, it's like it's it's Casablanca.
1: So then she becomes a waitress at a cafe. Um and yeah, it's like uh, it's like Casablanca. Looking at the images, yeah, yeah. So, so no, I did not see that.
0: Boyz World also has a Casablanca reference.
1: How did I not? Oh, Mr. Feeney is, uh yeah, the Sydney Greenstreet yeah, yeah, yeah. character. That's an odd fit, in my it opinion. Is. I just feel like,
0: yeah, who? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like Casablanca. Them y- like <laughs>
1: no, the one, the Boy Meets World one I remember is when they have when they do like a um, like a slasher movie in oh. Boy Meets World.
0: They did that too.
1: Did. Boy Meets World, they got real <laughs> bored.
0: <laughs> yeah. they, like they got real. They were getting tired of making that show. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're like, you know what? Let's just do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Time travel movie combination. I know that you will believe anything I tell you about this show because we
1: watched those uh, (laughs) widow whatever episodes
0: together. 100% I will believe anything about Hercules.
1: (laughs) Did you you ever watch the episodes of Hercules that would be like set in the present day?
0: Oh, And it would be like. (laughs) They're they're writing, like, they're like writing an
1: episode of Hercules. (laughs) and then it turns out that the guy who plays hercules is really hercules yeah and, and like there was another there was one they did with xeno where all of the characters it was the present day and all of the actors were like the reincarnations of the characters yeah. but like in different bodies and stuff Like,
0: <laughs> yeah if you love like continuity and like really tight writing like the 90s, was, <laughs> the 90s was the 90s was not your time in television and you like like stories to make sense in some way <laughs> no Please, this was not your era because <laughs> <laughs> even those episodes were in a huge tangent now but even those few episodes we watched like <laughs> like the blatant anachronisms like not even attempting to try anything no
1: <laughs> They're what, doing was, ball
0: what is dancing
1: what is that character's name the widow
0: Wanky? widow widow clanky or Wanky. widow twanky twanky, widow twanky. yeah yeah widow twanky. google it
1: <laughs> you will not be sorry but yeah the widow twanky <laughs> episodes of hercules which we we just like saw on tv in a hotel one time yeah. but and then and then sought out admittedly right. but <laughs> But yeah, like they did like a strictly called a strictly come ballroom one yeah. and a Paris is burning Paris one. Is burning, yeah. Like they didn't even try.
0: No. They i yeah, I I couldn't I feel like if you didn't grow up watching Hercules, like when you got home from school or whenever it was on, it's hard to explain what those shows Can you were. imagine? I should just show
1: I should show that in class instead of a <laughs> movie. Should be like, we're gonna watch the three witty the three the widow, widow Twinkie twenty episodes yeah. of Hercules The Legendary Journey. <laughs>
0: like, no context, okay. just,
1: here. <laughs> I'm just gonna put this on and you all have to analyze it. Yeah. Good luck. I don't even know. Like, if you're like 20 years old, just like living a life and thinking you know what's going on in the world, and someone just like slaps out in front of you, like, what yeah, do you I even know. do? I mean,
0: it was slapped in front of us, and we grew up watching that show and had and a hard we, time with it. We could barely <laughs> go. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, the 90s. I bet they, I'm uh, like, I would put money that they did either Xena or Hercules did a Casablanca something.
1: Oh, I bet they did. I'm
0: sure. I can't remember it, but. I can't imagine them not having done, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like we can like, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I think that
1: I feel like the the Casablanca reference in uh here outside of Mufasa and Cave is about on that level. Like yeah, it's just it's, yeah, superficial it's a world
0: level. <laughs> like I don't feel like it's yeah. really engaging. with like Casablanca. Someone must have said like in the writers' room when they were like trying to figure out these stories or like put it together. they like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if we sort of compared the Cantina to Casablanca in sort of like a throwaway way? Yeah, and, like, or some someone said took like it very seriously. yeah, or they were saying.
1: Yeah, or they were just saying, like, okay, so yeah, it's the cantina. You know, if you're thinking about it, if you want a little more information, it's kind yeah, of like Ricks and Casablanca, or, you right. know.
0: Yeah, and so, like, A.C. Crispin took that to heart and actually, like,
1: wrote Developed a story that
0: something. incorporated the themes, right? And other people were just like, oh, offhandedly, like, let's throw in a line. Because they do the play it again, like, the title of the Bith band's tale. Oh, no. I think
1: that's the title of A.C. Crispin's tale. That's the title of A.C. Crispin's tales, never been. tale. Never yeah. mind. Figured tale. man.
0: Never mind. We don't. But do someone does
1: say, you know, it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
0: Right. And... right There's lines sort of come up. So, yeah, it's just sort of interesting, like, how in some ways it's, like, very deeply felt, like, in the Muff Talk tale. But in other ways, it's just sort of like a throwaway kind of like, oh, reference, like, not.
1: Yeah. It almost feels more like you didn't really see Casablanca. You just saw them talk about it on When Harry Met Sally or Mooney right, like, You know, through
0: osmosis, you, yeah, like, got the idea of what Casablanca is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we I should think do a podcast on
0: Casablanca.
1: Casablanca. <laughs> oh my god, I could. I love Casablanca so much, and yeah. I think it's. know, I mean, like, I understand it's a very well-regarded movie. I don't think yeah. I'm unique in saying, like, hey, you know, one of the best movies of all time. Like, that's a good movie. <laughs> but I do feel like it gets like it, it it the full depth of it, the richness of emotion there is yeah. not fully not appreciated, really especially about, yeah. when you consider like when it came out, which is before the end of the war, when like a lot of the actors in the movie were refugees from Europe who did not know how right. their story was going to end, essentially.
0: Yeah. I feel like it is one of those movies that gets referenced so much and those like one liners are so iconic that it loses like why those lines became iconic right. in the first place. Like you can't trace back like, it's harder to trace back to the origin of like why it's so – and people feel like they've seen it even when they haven't.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, there's just a lot going on yeah. in Casablanca that I think, yeah, it's not, not giving the full, the full weight. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Guys, please just go watch Casablanca.
0: Like, homework. Go watch. It's home, easy to find. Homework for the podcast. It's yeah. so
1: worth it. It's, it's short.
0: Yeah, it's, like, a 90-minute –
1: not a second of screen time wasted. They no, just the busted that thing
0: out so sharp.
1: Yeah, I mean, so so good. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so lessons yeah. to take away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> lessons to take away from this episode. Watch Casablanca. But yeah, I kind of wish they'd mix it up. Even if they were going with classic Hollywood, like they could throw some noir references in here, like oh, a yeah. sunny bar room, like yeah. Wasn't there a, no- a noir tale in Alice Palace? Definitely, 100%. I don't remember which one it was, but there was there was the one, oh, the guy who headbutted, who was Jabba's BFF. Who oh, the, goat, the goat grass. No, that a different no. guy. It was, um... He head-butted. The guy who came before goat grass, who's got the really big face.
0: Oh, it was best friend. From,
1: yeah, it was, his tail yeah, was yeah, noir. Yeah, right, 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 right. You're right. You yeah. could totally do a noir yeah. here. Maybe they and, will. We're not done. Yeah, that's true. We're not done. I would like to see it, you know, or, I mean you you've got people who are like kind of oddballs thrown together in unexpected ways in a dangerous circumstance like give me give me the third man you know yeah. don't just go obvious like go go nuts yeah yeah go a little more <laughs> if you're going to you're going to reference classic hollywood anyway like yeah. the third yes. man totally would be perfect for this by the way like Who would? The, can- the 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 third man would be oh, yeah, to- yeah, 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 totally yeah. perfect for this with the canted angles and the yeah. Zippy music and the
0: canted angles Maybe
1: yeah, so they just like, left. yeah. I think they'll be good because we've certainly I'm been a, building, and in yeah. Java's Palace they got better and better.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm hoping, and these have definitely gotten better.
1: And we've got the assassin in there. He's been hinted hinted at a couple of times where people have seen him around and been like, "Whoa,
0: yeah, that guy. Get away from that guy. That is that a guy. dangerous man." Yes, yeah, so we got the assassin. The assassin. We have. um uh dr evazan and honda baba who are the two which like i'm
1: already tired of them but maybe i know well maybe
0: they're maybe their uh their story gives a little more perspective on what's going on there's a oyster farmer's tale i'm interested in that one
1: yeah that'll be interesting yeah and well yeah i guess the guy who is the one who tells Obi-Wan to talk to Chewbacca instead of him, it looks like he has a tail. Yeah. I'm guessing
0: that's who the spacer is. Yeah. spacer. Oh Yeah. He just looks like an astronaut.
1: <laughs> there was like a whole thing that was really interesting about trying to find the actor who had played that character oh,
0: yeah. in the movie. I remember that.
1: That was, I, I'm sure we can look it up and put it in show notes somehow, but that was yeah. like a whole thing to find who he was and give him his due. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, and two two weeks will.
1: Yeah, but first, there's another Thrawn book that exists. Yeah, there's there's more than that. There's more than this one. But Ugh. we're gonna.
0: But we don't have to do this for a long time. It's gonna be no, a while. no. <laughs> God no. We're um, a very long break from Thrawn
1: Thrawn's going on the. So, same list as the Kevin J. Anderson. But I'll take a Kevin J. Anderson novel any day over yes,
0: At least the Jedi Academy trilogy was bananas and fun. No, give me one of
1: your stupid
0: giant super
1: weapons. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> overthrown
1: Esoteric
0: and, jokes yeah. about bureaucracy and let's rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe it really turns the corner. <laughs>
1: Here at number three. Just like shooting from the hip. What is this third book
0: called? <laughs> It's called The Last Command, I do know. Oh, that. you
1: knew I, I had no know. idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, hopefully that means this is the last we're gonna
0: hear of this blue boring pile of yeah. boring. Well, I think it I mean, at least in this timeline, right? He doesn't Like he's gotta die at the I end of the day. I think he it, dies, right? yeah. He he's gotta die. Die. he would have shown up twenty times in the Young Jedi Academy uh Jedi's like, books if he had survived. <laughs>
1: God that would be hilarious. I would actually be interested to see Thrawn written by Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah. Because I, I it is such a different style. Also, I'm like kind of talking out of line here, but like that doesn't slow me down. It's my podcast. Do what I want. <laughs> we can say anything on our own podcast. I saw something on Twitter that said that a recent panel, apparently Timothy Zahn said, that Thrawn was a better villain than Hux or uh, Kylo Ren and that their First Order is not scary and that Thrawn would totally own them. And I don't know what the exact quote was because I was reading somebody's paraphrase. But I have to say, if that's even 15% representative of what it was said, I disagree strongly.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, Maybe we should save that for next yeah, week to talk that, about... We'll talk about that question, but I, I have some thoughts.
1: <laughs> a lot of strong opinions so I guess like that's something people can weigh in with on us like yeah. give us a little bit of or ranking or just like
0: who right who you think the best however you define that best Star Wars villain
1: yeah it doesn't have to be just these guys like just like kick it out to the whole pantheon because Thrawn is a big fan favorite he's not yeah. landing with us so far so like who do you think is the best
0: Star Wars villain yeah. It doesn't have to be like the scariest or the like best in terms of like most successful. Just like who no, just is just your best. Yeah. Who
1: are you like? Yeah, let's let's see what happens with this guy. Yeah. Who do you think is the best Star Wars villain?
0: I don't know. I have to think about that. Yeah, what, like who scared me the most as a kid.
1: Maybe we should maybe we should start there. Okay. Next so week. favorite. That's we can ruminate. Who do you think is the best Star Wars villain? Yeah. Using any criteria, yeah. you know, just Whatever, what yeah. like your heart says, you yeah. know, doesn't does There's no math here. Yeah. You just have to look in look in look into your yeah. feelings and you'll hear the truth there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Star Wars that's a if good anything Star Wars stuff. tell
1: you it's like that's how that's how information works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we'll awesome. finish out the trilogy and then we'll come back to these tales the week Thanks. after.
1: Awesome, yeah, it'll yep. be a, it'll be a good time. All
0: right. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore alderon, We're on Instagram, Adolescence After Alderaan. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at Alderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much.